Tonight on Verity Talk, we're going to talk about a dog pooping in the wrong place, and we are going to talk about social trends in the church. This is Jordan Reese with Verity Talk. Time for some Christian cheesy pickup lines. Hey, girl. Now I know why Solomon had 700 wives, because he never met you. Yo, girl, I didn't believe in predestination until I met you tonight. Yeah, for some reason, none of those worked on my wife. I don't know. But anyways, we're going to get into our subject matter. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is a dog pooping in the wrong place. So, this was written by Lauderth Crowder. And the title is, Woman spends three days in hospital after dog poops in her mouth while she was sleeping. Written by Brodigan, September 27, 2022. It says, We here at the com website have long held the belief that dogs are better than people. Though not all dogs, there are exceptions to every rule, like the chihuahua who sent her human to the hospital when she pooped in the human's mouth. Now, before I continue, that basically gives away the whole thing. But I said at a previous uh, podcast that I am not an animal person. I'm not, a, a, you know, an animal lover, but I do tolerate animals. I have one. I have a dog. I love my dog, but I'm not a type of person that would spend ten thousand to keep it alive, type of thing. You have to listen to that specific episode. But, um, but I can tell you right now. If my dog, while I was, asleep, I didn't even know how that was possible unless the dog was sleeping in the bed with her. But I've never heard what would possess the dog to go to the owner's face, which I've seen dogs do that before, like, you know, laying on their face or whatever, like cats. But then just take a dump right in their mouth. I, all I can say is if, that were my situation with that dog oh my goodness i would either either get rid of that dog or that dog would have been smacked mercilessly but anyways it says we got we go now to england where amanda gomo was taking a nap on the couch she was awoken by bell the chihuahua and bell's explosive diarrhea that's even worse it wasn't even a solid. It was just like explosive. Oh, that's bad. Anyways, we have all had the sudden fear when we hear our furry friends are sick and hope we get there in time to make sure they aren't on the carpet or the sectional. Amanda was asleep and it sounds like her mouth was open. You know, when your stomach kind of hurts, you start to get the squirts. Well, in Amanda's own words, I was having my afternoon nap with Belle like I always do when I suddenly felt something squirt my mouth. It was disgusting, and I was hurling violently for hours after I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. As of this writing, it is unclear what Bell ate to cause her stomach issues. It could have been anything. What's astounding is that when the pooping stopped, Amanda rushed herself to the hospital where she was stuck for three days. Turns out the dog had a stomach infection, and by dropping her loose poop in Amanda's mouth, gave her a gastrointestinal infection. That's pretty bad. If that poop was so bad that it gave her an infection or a gastrointestinal, 
gastrointestinal infection. That is pretty bad. I'll stop right there for the article. But all I can say is it doesn't, if you read the rest of the article, it doesn't say what happened to the dog. Because, again, if that dog were my dog, oh my goodness. Either the dog would be gone or beaten mercilessly. Because there's no reason for that. For a dog to do that. Uh, obviously, the story doesn't go into detail as to why the dog did that. But that that is just crazy. I wouldn't even tell any news organizations like this one about what happened. I would only keep that to my family. But apparently, she wants to tell everyone. Because um, that even makes it look bad on her part she makes herself look bad because how that even happened <sighs> pretty gross <clears throat> but the the easy thing to do is don't let your dog sleep with you if you're not willing to take that risk but anyways Moving on to the second article. You might say, Jordan, that was pretty grotesque. Well, it's okay because I'm trying to keep it real and read these stories as they're real. This really happened. So, anyways, so I read this article that mentioned a, a, um, another internet article that did some statistics about um, the U.S. and it separates it into two categories: one, just people in general in the U.S. and it says evangelicals, but I don't use that word because they, when people use evangelicals, they lump in basically everyone. So, but I'll say Christians for right now, Christians. So, um, it's by the state of theology website um the state of theology.com and uh it just asked questions to um to US adults and then to in their words evangelicals Belgian state Christians like I said so it just kind of concerned me for s certain of the questions and then it encouraged me um about other questions that it asked people. Um, you probably have seen different articles or different news organizations talk about things that the church has allowed. Um, you know, there's different types of denominations like Methodists, Pentecostals, Protestants, Catholics. You can go down the road, Baptists, um, Lutherans. You can go down the list. Um, and you kind of see the different trends that these different denominations have been going, especially the Methodist Church. And I believe it was the Methodist denomination that has allowed an openly homosexual pastor. Um, but that's not the only thing, the only denomination that has allowed different type of wrong teachings. And you have to realize that the Bible says you can't be surprised that you see these things in churches and you kind of see the political atmosphere entering into the church 
So you'll see different articles saying, oh, the church. Uh, I saw an article that said, oh, a pastor calls out other pastors on a Zoom call saying, why they're not? Why are they not helping kids? Oh, my goodness. Why are they not helping the kids in cages? Or, oh, the church helps support um, financially building the wall. Like, uh, you'll just um, see different things that are happening in politics entering into the church. And I believe I saw an article that talked about pastors getting into the pronoun topic. Um, and uh, the, the funniest but most infuriating one was, I think, last year. Or two years ago, I can't remember, but there was a pastor, I believe, or a minister praying um, at the Capitol. I might be wrong about the um, location, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. But at the Capitol, until I'm proven wrong, is he ended the prayer with a man and a woman. You'll have to look it up on YouTube. You can type in pastor praise a man and a woman, I believe. So ridiculous, so stupid, as if amen meant something gender. It literally means so be it. So, so ridiculous. That pastor need that pastor that did that needs to get his ministry credentials revoked. And he must have got them off his cereal box. But anyway, so so I'm gonna get into this. Uh the first question it asked Americans. Well, here's what the um, the website said. Uh, what do Americans believe about God, salvation, ethics, and the Bible? Lignor Ministries and Lifeway Research partner to find out. Every two years, we take the theological temperature of the United States to help Christians better understand today's culture and to equip the church with better insights for discipleship. Read some of our key findings from 2022 below and explore the data for yourself. Okay, so the first one was, God learns and adapts to different circumstances. And it's not going to ask, um, it's not going to ask these questions in Christianese. So if I read these questions that they asked people, you kind of have to like, like filter it in your mind, if, for lack of better words. But anyways, it says God learns and adapts to different circumstances. No context, just that phrase. They asked uh, U.S. adults. For U.S. adults, it was 51% agree and 32% agree. But you don't have to be surprised or infuriated with U.S. adults because that's the world. They don't have revelation knowledge and they need to um, grow in their knowledge of God once they get saved because they can't understand. They can't understand biblical values because they're spiritually discerned, the Bible says. So you get so if I say these things that US adults said, then you know it is what it is. If it goes towards the negative, I'm not surprised because they don't know. But for US adults is it was fifty one percent agree and thirty two percent disagree. So then we go to asking Christians. God learns and adapts to different circumstances. It says forty eight percent agree and forty three percent disagree. Now, the phrase in and of itself shows that uh, the answer, God never has to learn anything. 
God doesn't have to gain any other type of wisdom because he is already all-knowing and all-wise. Because the Bible says in Malachi 3.6, oh no, I'm sorry, 1 John 3.20 says, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things, and knows all things. And then Job 37.16 says, Dost thou know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him, which is perfect in knowledge? God is perfect in knowledge and knows all things. So God doesn't have to learn anything, nor does he have to adapt as if, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible and he has to say, okay, I guess I have to change it because today's different. No. And the Bible even says in Malachi um, 3, 6, for I am the Lord and I change, or I change not. For I'm the Lord and I change not. So, but the sad thing is, is only 48% agree to that and 43% disagree. And that was asking Christians, which shows that these Christians probably get the Bible and believe that it has to um, adapt to today's times. The things we believed in the past in the word or theology, we have to change it because times have changed, which is obviously not true. But 48%, less than 50% agree with that. And 43% disagree. Or I'm sorry, less than 50%. Well, both are less than 50%. But but only the smaller percentage, which is 43% disagree. But... The second question was, are we born in it? Well, actually, the question was, or statement was, everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. So this one was kind of like, could be interpreted in two different ways. For U.S. adults, it was 71% agree that everyone's born innocent, and then 21% disagree. And then with Christians, it was 65% agree that everyone's born innocent in the eyes of God and 32% disagree. So this one is kind of can be interpreted in two different ways. Um, because obviously as Christians, we believe that a baby, if they die, they don't go to hell because they didn't get saved because they're in a state of innocence at that time until a certain point. And that's where Christians disagree as to what the um, age is, the age of accountability. But, um, so, so this can be confusing because of the first one, because some people can take that like that, say, uh, and can say, well, if, if someone's a baby, then yes, they are innocent, which I agree with that. But then the second one or the second category of what this can be understood as is that, that everyone's born innocent as far as our standing with God. Now, if, that's the case if everyone understood it that way that we're innocent completely free from sin then that's where that's wrong because psalm 51 5 says behold i was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me that's just one of the many scriptures that shows that we're born wicked we're wicked when we are born we're not sinners 
because we sin a couple times or a few times in our life is because we're born into it because of Adam. So if that's the case that Christians, over 50% actually, it says 65% agree and 32% disagree. So if they understand it in the second sense, then that's that's bad. Because that means that um, there's no, that they're, you got to understand this, which I should have said at the beginning, that there are doctrines in the Bible. And we need to read on them constantly, constantly, constantly cycling through the doctrines. There's not a thousand, a hundred doctrines. There's some major doctrines that we have to get in ourselves if we're going to be Christian and fight um, unbiblical teaching. And one of them, excuse me, um, one thing is called, the biblical teaching is called original sin. And that's dealing with, like I said, that we're born into sin because of that. We're born in sin because of that. That's why we're sinners. Right when we come out of the womb from our mom, we're, we're sinful. Now, again, in the first category, we are innocent in, in that sense because we can't choose Christ at that moment because we're not, we don't have the mental capacity to make that decision. There will be a certain time where a child can. Um, there's some people that come up to you and say, man, my five-year-old got saved. I believe that can happen. But even if she didn't, like at five years old, I don't, you know, if she died right then, he or she, then they're not, I, they're not going to hell because they don't understand fully that decision yet. Again, I'm not saying they can't get, someone can't get saved at five, but, but they don't understand fully that decision until a certain age. Um, so we have, you have to get that in yourself because if we're not sinners, um, if there's no problem with us, there's a difference of sinning and being a sinner. They can correlate, but there's a difference. Um, and if we're not sinners, but you know, right when we're born, why do we need Christ for? Why do we need salvation? Why did Jesus die on the cross? If we can just stop sinning someone someone could say well what if right when we're born they never sinned until the day they die it doesn't matter because right when you're born according to the bible we're sinners and we still need that salvation because of what adam did unfortunately stupid adam all right so um the next one which i'm not surprised at all or no this was actually a good thing sorry this was a good trend. So they asked um, U.S. adults, or it wasn't, oh my gosh, it's statements, not questions, sorry. This statement was, every Christian has an obligation to join a local church. Now, this was U.S. adults, not Christians. It says 36% agree and over 50%, which was 56% disagree. So I, that's not surprising to me. Um, now this one for Christians is 68% agree and 26% disagree. So at least it's still the majority, but it shouldn't be that low 
because I, they must have Hebrews 10, 24, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25 erased from their Bible. But it says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto good, love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I talked about this on a, um, um, oh, it left, escaped my mind, but rightly divide. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I, I talked about this on rightly divide, so you can go to that episode. I'm going to go, I'm going to hit that subject again because a hundred percent of Christians should agree to that. A hundred. Some of these statements, it should be a hundred percent agree if they're asking Christians. But unfortunately, that's not the case. But so the article then goes to trends. So I can't compare what it was, you know, a couple of years ago for some of these that I already said, but they compared some of these other uh, statements. So I'm only going to say a couple more and then maybe I'll hit on this again. So for the Bible, the statement was the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Now, for the U.S. adults in 2014, it was 40 41% agree. So that was under 50%. But then when you go down to 2022, it was 53% agree that it's not literally true, but it's helpful. Which, again, if it's the trend is going downward with the world, it's not surprising. I'm not like, oh my gosh. That's just that's just what happens. It's the world. Before I get to um, Christians, I'm just reading what at least what the um, U.S. adults are saying. So gender identity is a matter of choice. 2016, 38% agreed to 2022. It's 42%. So not like a huge increase, but it's still increased for U.S. adults. Um, if you might say what gender identity is... Um, it's like you get to choose your own gender. Gender. If I want to, you you probably already know this. I don't need to explain myself, but you can look it up. But the idea is, if I say I feel like a girl, I can claim it, claim it, and people have to believe it or accept it. But um, anyways, that's not the point of the show today. So the another one was the Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior doesn't apply today. So remember, this is U.S. adults. 2016, 42% agree to that. So, if you read certain scriptures about homosexuality, it doesn't approve of it. So, if you're listening, you might say, does the Bible approve of homosexuality? It does not. It condemns it both in the Old and New Testament. And um, there's no way around it. It's not right doesn't mean you shout down people that are homosexuals. You don't treat them bad. You show them God's love and reach out to them. But at the same time, we're not going to lie about what the Bible says. Um, but what's funny about uh, the trend was 
Uh, okay, so this, again, the statement was the Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior doesn't apply today. In 2016, it was 42%. Then it increased in 2018 to 44%. Then in 2020, for some reason, it decreased. And then 2022, it jumped to 46%. So for 2020 is 40%, and then 2022 is 46%. So it like went up, then down, then up. So it just means the world's confused and needs Jesus. But so now, same statements um, are actually, oopsie, they're not the same. Interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. It has a couple of them. So sorry. Um, so it actually asked some different um, statements. So I thought it was um, in order, but I guess not. So but I'll still read the statements and then um, we'll save it for next time. But another statement for Christians was God accepts the worship of all religions. So if you're a true Christian, that's already a no wrong uh, including Christianity, which is good, but Judaism and Islam. Okay. This is asking Christians. In 2016, almost 50%, it says 48% agreed that God accepts all the worship of those. Now, here's the unfortunate trend. When you jump down to 2022, it says 56% agree. That means the ones that think or believe that God accepts the worship of the Bible and Christianity is in the minority. And in the majority is the ones that think they God accepts all three. Unfortunately. But that's because, first of all, because Christians don't study and they're lazy and they need to. But that's the fault of universalism, which is a demonic teaching that, you know, everyone's good everyone's going to get there eventually. There's so many roads and all leads to the same place. It's not true. There's only one road, one way, one faith, one baptism. So, but that's unfortunate that people like myself um, are in the minority of that. But uh, the next statement was, okay, this is pretty bad, okay? Some, some of these... Christians that are on this statistic, I don't even, not even sure if they're saved. This is why I say this. Look at this. Or listen to this, sorry. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Okay? 2020, it's pretty low, but it's pretty sad that it's at this amount. But 30% agree. But then in 2022, two years later from 2020, 43%. It jumped 13%, which is almost at the 50% mark. Which makes me question if any of these people that were on the survey are even Christian. Well, I'm assuming they're self-proclaimed. But it's it's crazy. Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. That's basically, this is why I question this statistic, because... You can't be a Christian unless you believe he was God. Throughout the, all the Gospels, he claimed to be God. In one scripture, he said, before Abraham was, I am. Which was a Old Testament and Old Testament name for God. I am. I am that I am. 
That's just one of the many scriptures about Jesus claiming to be God. And that is the most fundamental part of being a Christian. And you can't be a Christian unless you believe he was God in the flesh. You have to believe that. So that's why it's like, if it's almost 50% agree that he was not God, that's either they are not Christian or they're greatly deceived. Um, so this one was in the U.S. adults, but I believe I said it. I can double check, but... Statement is, the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Oh, yeah, that was one. Okay. This is asking Christians. And, t- okay, this is pretty, it's still pretty bad. The sh- it should be 0%. But in 2016, 17% of Christians that were asked agreed that it's the Bible's not literally true. Then you jump down to 2022. Or in 2018, two years later from 2016, 23% agreed. So it was building. Then in 2020, it went down to 15%. And then 2022, it jumped greatly to 26%. So the good thing about that is the majority is still the opposite of that, which is we believe the Bible is literally true. It's not full of ancient myths. So that's a good thing. Um. I'll jump on this again, but um, there was one, okay, this one was pretty good, which I'm happy about. So it was the abortion uh, debate. So they asked Christians, abortion is a sin. They, they put that statement out. In 2016, it says 87% agreed that it's sin. Still 13%, but that's still low. Then in 2022, it jumped to 91%. So that's encouraging to know that Christians are still pretty much against abortion. The majority of Christians are against abortion. So um, I'm going to touch on this again probably in the next Verity Talk or maybe do two shows in one week just to um, get this information. But so the way we change these statistics to get the doctrines back into the church is preach. Oh, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to preach in the church. Preach your coworkers. Preach to people you're around. Like, talk about God. Talk about the doctrines. Don't be afraid to talk about them. You can, if people are talking about Jesus, using his name in vain, whatever, then you're allowed to say, you know what? I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. He is God. Like, um, wherever you are, Look for opportunity to talk about these things. If you are a preacher, talk about the doctrine. Don't stick on one doctrine. Stick on many doctrines. Talk about all the doctrines. And it might seem redundant. It might seem like we're repeating ourselves and we talk about the doctrines over and over. But the more we hear the doctrines, the more we don't get caught up in, caught up in false doctrines or just weird teaching. The more we're familiar with the doctrines the easier it will be. But anyways, I'm going to stop right there. Um, Catch the next episode of Epignosis with John Feldhouse. It's going to be good. He hasn't told me what it's going to be be about um, on Friday. Sometimes I ask him and sometimes I don't just to be surprised. But it's going to be good. So catch it on Friday. 
And I will see you on Sunday for next episode of um, Rightly Divide. Have a good night. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.